Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Today in the Mindset Coach podcast, we're going to delve into a topic that's both incredibly important and often overlooked, and that is unconscious biases. Now, unconscious biases are the hidden blocks that can subtly yet significantly impact our decision-making, our interactions, and ultimately our success. To truly understand unconscious biases, though, let's dive into and break down what they are. So unconscious biases are also referred to as implicit biases, and they're automatic. They're those mental shortcuts that we all use without even realizing it. They're deeply ingrained within our minds, developed over the years through our experiences, our upbringing, our culture, and even societal norms. And these biases help us to make sense of the world around us They influence our attitudes, our behaviours and our decisions. So let's take an example. Imagine that you're walking into a bookstore. You're likely to be drawn to the books written by authors that you're familiar with or books with covers that appeal to your personal taste. Now, this is an unconscious bias in action. You're automatically favouring certain books based on your past experiences and preferences. But unconscious biases aren't confined to trivial decisions like choosing a book. They can also play out in more significant areas of our lives, like our self-perception and how we perceive others. A client of mine, for example, held an unconscious bias that she was just not a maths person. Now, this belief, rooted in a few challenging maths classes she had in school, led her to shy away from considering careers in fields like engineering or data analysis, even though these were areas that she was really deeply interested in. So unconscious biases aren't inherently bad. In many ways, they're a natural part of how our brains process information. The problem arises when these biases create a disconnect between our actions and our true goals and values. And when they go unchecked, they can become roadblocks, silently steering us away from the success that we desire. They're happening at that unconscious level. The clues in the name, they're an unconscious bias. And so until we're aware of them, we're not aware of the impact that they're potentially having on our success. So the interesting thing I want you to start to think about as we go through this is how maybe your unconscious biases be playing out for you in your life and in your business. So I want to, and that's an important point, right? Because it's really important to understand that our unconscious biases don't just apply to our personal lives. They actually permeate every single sphere, including our professional lives. And, you know, it's easy, of course, to see how things like I'm not a maths person may impact career choices. Bias can also impact how we perceive and interact with other people. 
For example, let's take a quite a common one. <laughs> let's say that you have an unconscious bias that salespeople are pushy. Now, this bias may lead you to avoid collaborating with the sales team at work, missing out on potentially beneficial partnerships. Or maybe you have an unconscious bias that associates leadership with assertiveness. This may make you overlook quieter colleagues who could have great leadership potential. Unconscious biases can also influence our day-to-day interactions and how we interpret situations. Have you ever met someone and instantly felt like you didn't connect with them? That could be an unconscious bias at play. Maybe they reminded you of someone you had a bad experience with in the past, or perhaps they didn't fit your mental image of how someone in their role should behave or look. I often hear people say, oh, when people are talking about names for a baby, for example, they'll say, oh, don't call her that. I had a cousin call that and I really didn't like them. Or I had a boss call that. No, no, don't call your baby that. And again, that's an unconscious bias, that emotional reaction, that negative reaction or negative perception coming up in conjunction with a name. So unconscious biases can also impact how we perceive and respond to feedback. If we have a bias that we're not good at receiving criticism, we may defensively dismiss constructive feedback that could really help us grow. And on a broader level, unconscious biases can shape our life choices and paths. A bias such as I'm not cut out for entrepreneurship might prevent you from pursuing a dream of starting your own business. Or a bias like successful people must work 80 hours a week might drive you into overwork and burnout. So as you can see, these biases, these mental shortcuts that our minds take can subtly shape our experience and our paths in life. They can act as silent gatekeepers, blocking us from opportunities and success without us even recognising it. So how can we shine a light on these biases? So here are some of the common ones, and I want you as you go through this to, as you listen to this, to just make a note of those that resonate with you. And because once we start to recognise the ones that we may actually have ourselves, then we can start to address them. So the first type of bias is a confirmation bias. Now, this is the tendency to favour and focus on information that confirms our existing beliefs while ignoring or downplaying information that contradicts them. For example, if you believe that you're not good at public speaking, you might focus on the few negative comments you received after a presentation and ignore the majority of positive feedback. And as coaches, we see this playing out quite a lot with our clients. They want to validate and confirm those beliefs that even though they might not serve them, they're always looking for evidence to make that a reality. And so confirmation bias is a very common one. And I'm sure you've got examples in your client base where people do focus on information that confirms those beliefs. So if someone believes I'm not going to get that job or I'm not going to have a good first date or I'm not going to be successful in this sports tryout, then of course that is exactly what tends to happen, okay? They're matching their beliefs for confirmation that they are right. Now the next bias, and this may come as a surprise to some of you, is imposter syndrome. So this is a type of bias where we doubt our abilities and feel like a fraud despite the evidence of our competence. 
So if you've ever felt like you don't deserve your success or you're just waiting to be found out, you've experienced imposter syndrome. And again, it is a bias. The next is the halo effect. This is a bias where we allow one positive trait, experience, or accomplishment to overshadow other characteristics. For instance, you may think that a person is generally competent because they're good at something that you value. We often see this playing out in the workplace where we have a halo effect for some colleagues, some of our team members, and we have the opposite of that called the horn effect, which is our fourth bias, which is where we let one negative trait or experience or mistake taint our perception of a person's overall ability. For example, if a coworker makes a mistake on a project, you might view them as less competent overall. And in fact, in both of those examples, what you're looking for with the halo effect is you're looking for continued validation of the evidence that that, that, that colleague or that team member is excellent, they're competent. And with the horn effect, you're consistently looking for those mistakes, for evidence of those mistakes. And you can see how this is very powerful for those of you who work with leaders in organizations, how important it is to make them aware of this tendency, this unconscious bias to have the halo effect and the horn effect with different members of the team, different colleagues. Now, number five is the self-serving bias. Now, this is a bias where we attribute our successes to our abilities and efforts, but blame failures on external factors. So we're really happy to own our success and say, well, I put in all the hard work, but we blame our failures because something else happened that was out of our control. Now, an example of this is if you do well on a project, you may attribute it to your hard work, but if the project fails, you might blame it on lack of resources or the support of your team. And again, this is one that we can watch out for with our clients and with ourselves as well. Number six is stereotyping. Now, this is a type of bias where we generalize certain traits or behaviors to an entire group of people based on our preconceived notions or beliefs. For example, thinking that all artists are disorganized or all engineers are introverted. Now, this stereotyping is really important when it comes to you thinking about your ideal client. And often what we do is we niche down, don't we, and we think about our ideal client. And what we want to do is, yes, we want to look at those common traits that they have and communicate to those so that our content resonates and the offers that we have resonates. But if we actually stereotype to the degree that we're excluding people that would otherwise benefit from our services, then maybe we've just taken that a little step too far and we can end up alienating people who would have potentially been great clients for us to work with. The final bias is the negativity bias. Now, this is a tendency to focus more on negative events, experiences or information than positive ones. For instance, you may dwell more on a single piece of negative feedback, even though you received several positive comments. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? In an earlier episode where we, where our mind can actually just hang on to that one negative bit of feedback, that one negative thought or circumstance to the exclusion of all the amazing and positive things that have happened. So these aren't bad necessarily. 
okay? So I want you to remember that these unconscious biases are there for a reason. They really help us to mentally navigate very quickly a complex world. We have so much information coming into us at any one time, and these biases really help us to make sense of it. But where it becomes an issue is where they actually limit us or skew our decision-making or hold us back from reaching our full potential. And again, this is something to work with and be aware of with your clients. And it's something that we go into more detail on in the Mindset Coach Certification. So the next thing that we want to look at is how do we overcome these unconscious biases? So I think one thing to be really clear is it's not about getting rid of our biases, okay? Now, because they're the way that our brains operate. And like a lot of things, awareness is the key. It's really the first step. And then what we want to do is once we're aware of them, we want to use strategies and tools so that they're not going to limit us or prevent us from achieving our goals and so that we are still in line with our values. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. So the first one is self-awareness. Now the first step in overcoming unconscious biases is to recognize that we have them. So you can reflect on your attributes, behaviors and decisions Do you notice any patterns that may indicate a bias? Undertaking things like mindfulness and meditation can also help you, of course, to increase self-awareness as you become aware of these thoughts and these patterns. And, of course, as mindset coaches, we use a detailed personal history process where we help ourselves and our clients to notice those patterns, those recurring patterns that perpetuate a problem or create themes running through our lives and that really does inspire that self-awareness for our clients and we can start to see those patterns. The second thing that you can do is to seek feedback. So other people can often see our biases a lot more clearly than we can. So don't be afraid to seek that feedback from trusted friends, mentors or coaches because they can really offer insights into the biases that you may not be aware of. Now, if you're working in the corporate world, you'll have things like you know, performance reviews, performance discussions. You may bring this up as a topic for discussion there. If you are working with a coach, of course, you can explore that with your coach and you can explore it with friends as well. So there's lots of different ways that we can seek feedback that we can add to the self-awareness that we have about the biases that we may have built up over time. The third thing is to challenge your biases. So we want to start to challenge them. Once we know what our bias is, we want to challenge it. And we want to actually start to ask ourselves, why do we hold this bias? And is it truly valid? Okay. For example, if you have a bias against networking, ask yourself why. Is it because of a few negative experiences or is it based on stereotypes and assumptions? Now, I raise this one because networking is an example that I've personally experienced where I have been to a couple of networking events and I didn't have a particularly great experience. I had people coming up to talk to me, 
really just interested in trying to sell me something. So it didn't feel like it was engaging and a worthwhile experience. And I had one good experience, which was where I went to a lunch, which was great. People were chatting and, you know, just socializing essentially without that real sales push. And again, there's a couple of my biases in there. So I think of networking and I have a negative bias. I think of salespeople and I also have a negative unconscious bias that they're pushy. So once we start to identify them, then we can start to change them and make a difference. So the next thing that you can do is to start to expose yourself to different perspectives. So one of the best ways to overcome unconscious biases is to expose yourself to different perspectives and experiences. So this could mean reading books from authors of different backgrounds, attending events in a field you're biased against, or simply having conversations with people who have different viewpoints. And this is where it becomes really, really interesting because we put that little chink in, don't we, that we can start to say, actually, there is a way of different way of viewing something. There is a different perspective. There is a different opportunity here for me to think about things in a different way. And I know that as a coach or therapist, you most likely recommend books to your clients or articles. Start to, you know, collect more things, more books and articles, resources that are of use to your clients and read them yourself and just have a look at the different perspectives that you can perhaps either adopt or just even reflect on because that does make a huge difference just to expose yourself to different ways of thinking. The next one is to practice empathy and open-mindedness. So this is where we try and put ourselves in other people's shoes and see things from their perspective. Being able to really cultivate that open mind and being willing to revise our beliefs based on new information is so important. And we want to role model this for our clients as well. We want to role model the ability to actually change our beliefs, change our unconscious biases by thinking about things from that different perspective, being empathic and also being open-minded. And I wrote a book, 52 Adventures to Change Your Life. And, and one of the objectives of that book, as simple as it is, is just to do something different every single week, whether that's cooking a new recipe or being a tourist in your own town or saying yes for a week, whatever it is, that really does help you to become more open-minded to open your perspective up. So, you know, little things like that can make a huge difference to you and also to the clients that you're working with. Now, of course, I wouldn't be the Mindset Coach podcast without suggesting that mindset coaching is a very powerful way as well to uncover and address your unconscious biases because what we can do is we can help you to identify them and also then to develop strategies to address them as well. Now, of course, working with unconscious biases, it's not necessarily, it's a process where, you know, that awareness and recognition then evolves. And so what we want to be able to do is to make those shifts because then we will have that greater self-awareness, improved decision-making, more effective relationships and the ability for you to actually unlock your full potential and reach your goals because you're not limited by any of those biases, any of those blocks and saboteurs that may be holding you back. So how can mindset coaching really help with unconscious biases? Well, 
I think one of the things that we can do as mindset coaches is to really, as I said, help our clients to be much more aware of those biases at the outset. And of course, we use the Mindset Dimensions Report, which is our proprietary mindset diagnostic tool that actually measures some of these unconscious biases as well. So we can use that and we can also ask those probing questions that really uncover limiting beliefs and challenge them and that also encourage self-reflection. So, for example, if a client's hesitant to take on a leadership role, a mindset coach might explore this reluctance with them. So they might ask questions like, what beliefs do you hold about leadership? How do these beliefs influence your behaviour? Where do these beliefs come from? Are they truly valid? So a mindset coach can also then help a client to develop strategies to address their biases. This may involve cognitive behavioural techniques like reframing negative thoughts, challenging limiting beliefs, or just adopting new behaviours. So let's take the example of a client who has a bias against networking. A mindset coach might guide them to reframe their perception of networking as schmoozing or inauthentic to viewing it as an opportunity to build relationships and learn from others. They might also suggest a behavioural experiment where the client practices networking at a low stakes environment and reflects on their experience. So getting that practice in there. So a mindset coach can also, of course, provide ongoing support and accountability as their client works on addressing the biases. And so it's really, it, and it is really, really transformative. In my own coaching practice, when I'm working with my Mindset Coach certification students, I really notice the transformative power of actually addressing these unconscious biases because it opens that window for exploration, for change, for adopting a new perspective. And then what it enables our clients to do is to take on new beliefs, take on new behaviours, align their values and ultimately to achieve different results. And that is absolutely key because what we want our clients to do is to break free from those self-imposed limitations and to discover new opportunities and really move confidently towards achieving their goals. So I want you to think about this. If you're a coach listening to this or a therapist, or even if you're listening to it for your own personal development, I really encourage you to explore how you can support yourself and your clients in addressing their unconscious biases. And if you're someone who's really curious about adding mindset skills to your own toolkit, then please do check out the Mindset Coach Certification Program and the Mindset Dimensions Report Practitioner Certification Program, both of which are ICF certified and both of which will help you to understand unconscious biases more deeply and learn the tools and techniques to help your clients to become aware of their unconscious biases and then address them so that it paves the way for their success. That's it for this week. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.